This is a little different. It is. Welcome everybody. Welcome everybody to the X Factor podcast. Uh, yours, Bruley here, and uh, I'm joined by the lovely and talented John S. Rennie. That's at John S. Rennie. If you're on the the Twitter, the social media, and um, if you're watching on YouTube, this probably looks a little different than usual. If you are listening on one of whatever your favorite uh, podcasting platform is, it might sound a little different because yep. there are just two of us. Yep. And it seems that for the foreseeable future, that's the way this thing's going to roll. John, I forgot to mention our fabulous sponsor. You want to just jump in, interrupt me, and go ahead and plug that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, hang on. I mean, I mentioned them so many times in the last episode. We could go like a couple months without mentioning them, and True. we should still be good. We so got a lot 30, of brand impressions, yeah. 37 brand impressions for them. 37 last episode, if you hadn't heard it. So our sponsors are not the cup that Coach just drank from. Our sponsors are Bottom Gun Coffee at bottomguncoffee.com, and these guys are all uh, retired submariners, ex-submariners that have uh, started a company where they make the best coffee, all sorts of different uh, styles and blends, the best coffee I've ever had. They're the coffee I drink every day. They sponsor this podcast. They're friends of the show, and we really appreciate their support. And if it wasn't for them, we couldn't do this. So uh, run out to bottomguncoffee.com if you want to support this show and buy some of their coffee. And uh you know, he's got a lot of uh, a lot of different blends. Ahab's Revenge is sort of like a stronger coffee. Uh, I like the morning blend mostly because I drink it black and I drink a lot of it. And it's a little not as rough, uh, uh, you know, during the day. But um, anyways, they're all good. I've tried a bunch of them. And um, so I really encourage you guys to get out there to bottomguncoffee.com support uh, those guys and they support the show. So uh, the more you buy coffee, the better it supports the show. So we appreciate that. If you go there and do that. You forgot that other ad read that we had. Which one was that? Uh, well, I'm sorry. It was, were we doing a recorded one or are we just going to talk about it after we talk about the thing? We can talk about it after we talk about the thing. Okay. So um, welcome everybody to the X Factor podcast. Uh, yours, Bruley and uh, the, uh, Admiral, the admirable. admirable. Um, like show looks a little different. Show sounds a little different because we had to make some tough decisions uh, this past week. And if you've been following along or if you've been anywhere on social media, it's been trending at least nationally. Uh, hashtag cancel Parker. Parker was or is or was our show producer. And we used to be, uh, John and I used to be in the top squares right. of the Zoom on YouTube, and he was in the bottom square producing the show with his uh, his cute little headphones on. And uh, Parker is no more. This is kind of a touchy subject. John and I just spent, like, first of all, we spent entirely too much time deliberating all this, John. I'd like those hours of my life back. Thank you very yeah, much. I agree. This this is an opportunity for me to say, I told you so. And, um, well, um, our other sponsor of the show is 
us placing a classified ad uh, that we are looking for a new show producer. If yes. you would like to apply slash audition to be the producer of this show, you can email us the X factor podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we don't want a resume. Right. First of all, we think resumes are useless. Uh, send us a work sample and also just a video of you, like a one minute video of yourself telling us why we ought to hire you. Yeah, if and, you could do if you could do five minutes without falling asleep, that would be great. Without yawning and falling asleep, that would that would be helpful too. Um, also, hashtag Parker's undoing. Mm. What you just said um, that was, uh, as I found out, you know, kind of the icing on the cake. As we were talking about this, was uh, a couple of our listeners, namely Sarah Swenson, had mentioned um, she's just spent most of the time on YouTube. Uh, during the show, counting how many times he either yawned or looked like he fell asleep, which is not a good look for us uh, when it looks like your show producer is snoozing. Uh, so there's that. And um, I mean, we could have kept him on and it could have been a drinking game for people. Every time he yawns, take a shot. Every time he falls asleep, chug a beer. But, um, you know, we I think we would be con contributing to the delinquency of minors and majors. I mean, there be. I don't mean the youth of America. I mean literal yeah. minors. We are very big in Western Pennsylvania and coal country, True. and there are a lot of minors who listen to the show. They drink That's Iron nice. City beer, yeah. yeah, and they do shots, straight up shots of Jack Jack Black, Jack Daniels. Mm. Um, so you know, we didn't want to contribute to bad habits for people with drinking games and things. And quite frankly, um, I couldn't put up with the kid anymore. And this, uh, I'll let John get into it a little bit and just share his thoughts and what we're doing moving forward. But, um, you know, it was either Parker goes or the, the podcast is no more. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you get listener feedback that they want him out, then like, I just felt we had to act on it. So um, shout out to a couple of our P1 listeners, Sarah Swenson and uh, James Elliott. Yeah, uh, really I was afraid helped. James was going to be on the wrong side of this uh, major societal issue, but uh, I'm glad that he saw the light. Yeah. You know, I, the way I look at it is this. I mean, I, I'm certainly a pro Parker. Uh, I, I really wanted it to work out. I Jesus, you know, the kid sent you a Father's Day gift. I mean, yeah, he sent me a, you know, a bottle of uh, Weller uh, bourbon, my favorite uh, Weller bourbon brand. And, um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I, I, as a boss, I've always believed in, you know, four strikes and you're out. And, uh, there were, there were two and three, and I think the sleeping and the yawning and the feedback from our listeners was the fourth. And I just had to agree with coach brew that it was time. Um, I agree that we probably made a mistake and we didn't hire the, uh, what the former cheerleader from San Diego state, yep. um, Probably made a mistake there, but um, hey, you know what? The, you know, if you have, if you've learned one thing about this, uh, about business and business leadership through us, through the time you've listened to these podcasts, is that you know the best thing that you can do if you make a mistake is you quickly make the shift and you move in a new direction, and that's the way we're headed. So we're heading in a new direction. Glad to hear you own it. I'm glad to hear yeah, you. No, own I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the first to admit when I'm, when I made a mistake. So, um, yeah. So I hate to say that I made a mistake, but um, in this case, I did. And that kid's so far, it's, he's so far up your ass. He hasn't seen daylight in years, John. 
Yeah, no, it was hard. It should have been done weeks ago. And, and yeah, yeah, no, but I think that's that's just generally my my approach. I like to see people turn it around. We have. I, mean, I like to see people kiss my ass. Well, no, yeah, that is nice too. Yeah, I, I mean the bourbon's been hell. Great. If you stop short, he'd disappear. Hundred percent. So um, yeah, so I mean, I think just you know we listen to feedback. We listen to our customer feedback. Our listener feedback. We move forward in a new direction. So those that uh, put forth cancel Parker, we listened. We've made a change, and we're moving forward. So for for today, we don't have a show producer. So um, yeah, so you're gonna get uh, raw and um, uncut and unvarnished uh, today on this episode. The X Factor Podcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in being the new producer, uh, send us a video why you want the job and try and stay awake and don't yawn while you do that. That would be nice. Yeah. And then don't lose files and, um, you know, tell us how you won't lose files. Tell us how you will. Uh... And it was symptomatic of the general problem. And I'm glad you finally saw it that way. Yeah, I know. It takes me a while. I'm hard-headed. I like I I I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So in this case, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if you were holding a candlelight vigil for the kid behind my back. Yeah, well, I could be setting up a GoFundMe account to support him and his, you know, his future. So that that would not surprise me. So well, you uh, know what? At this... least we didn't let this come between us. No, no, there have been some not. famous duos. Yep. That broke up over drama, right? right? Yep. Yep. No, Hold we're both Simon and Garfunkel, you know? Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, yep. Uh, Shake and Bake, the guys from Talladega Knights. Yep, they had a fight, absolutely. They broke, they made, they figured it all out, worked it together. Yep. Dumb and Dumber. What'd you call me? I know which I one thought we moved past this. <laughs> So if if we were Simon and Garfunkel, I, I yeah. think you'd be Garfunkel. Is that the one with the hair? Yeah, I'd go with no, that. I just meant like Simon was able to move forward and have a prosperous career as an artist right. after they broke up. So I would like to think that you would be Garfunkel. Garfunkel. It might not be the case. Like, has anyone heard from Garfunkel after that? I don't think so. He wasn't doing lot tours. He wasn't uh, selling out the entire uh, uh, Central Park in New York City like like his uh, former bandmate. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, mm. Garfunkel, um, today's show is, uh, it seems to me, it feels very apropos. Yes. Which I believe is a big French word for, I can't believe I just used a, is it French? Apropos? apropos? I don't know. Sounds like it. If we had a show producer, they could look it up and tell us, but Yep. Even when we did, he wouldn't have looked it up and told us. And it'd be like a five-minute delay, and we would have already moved on to something else. But it seems like uh, since we've made some personnel decisions, yes. and the next episode out of that is about X-Factor frauds, Yes. Uh, that does feel very apropos. It does, yeah. So um, we each decided to bring... Uh, an X Factor fraud to the table for this episode. And the one stipulation, because we don't like to uh, trample on a man's grave, as right. they say in the military, um, the one stipulation John uh, levied is that uh, I could not choose Parker as my X Factor fraud. Not, not yet. Not I mean, it was a toss up between the one I chose and Parker. 
Um, and I also think we uh, shouldn't even refer to him by name anymore. I think um, kind of like Prince, he's the artist yeah. formerly known as the DFE. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll just give him a little symbol like Prince. Yeah. 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 So um, it's X Factor frauds. There are some, I mean, this was a tough decision, JR. Oh, I know. There's so, there many, are so there. many good frauds. There are so many. Absolutely. Which, uh, let's go back and forth a little bit. Uh, tit for tat. Yes. Um, which you were going to choose and ruled out. I mean, you banned me from choosing the artist formerly known as DFE. Uh, but so I'll start yeah. with what yeah. I was going to choose, but had to rule out. Okay, go ahead. Ready? Yep. Every Tour de France cycling team. Oh, yes. That's good. I like that. How about for me, Charles Ponzi, the original Ponzi scheme. I mean, go yeah. back to the OG Ponzi the guy who did the first Ponzi scheme. No yeah. one will ever outdo the creator of the Ponzi scheme. Right. And Bernie Madoff said, hold oh. my beer. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't choose Madoff. Right, right. That's Third a good term. one. Who how else about, did you rule out? How about Billy McFarland of the famous Fry Festival? The festival that never was. Ooh. Yes, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Wow. And a Talk lot about of a dude who went down a ship, though. That's like X Factor commitment. <laughs> yes. He went down with the ship. 100%. Yes. Um, how about, um, did I say every politician? Yeah, no, but you could. Yeah, 100%. So every politician? How about everybody who went with a net worth of $100,000 when they went into office and came out with a net worth of $20 million when they get out of office. How about everyone, every politician, which is every politician. You tell me how that happens. You tell me if that's not uh, a fraud, a scam. Okay. Yeah. Quid pro quo. Exactly. Paid that's Latin, by the way. Is it? Wow. Quid pro quo, I believe. I think so. Big yeah. Latin? Regular uh, Latin. It's Latin, Latin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I believe it means 10% um, for the big guy in English. Wasn't that what uh, Hunter yeah. Biden was texting yeah. to his? Yeah, absolutely. About, you never refer to him as Joe. It was just 10% right. for the big guy. Yeah. Um, what else did you rule out, JR? Uh, there's just a Maybe few other all the future episodes. They're so compelling. Yeah, uh, Jeff Jeff Skilling was uh, Enron. So Enron was a big uh, big scam. The way they uh, changed the rules and tried to show profit, and uh, they went from the darling of Wall Street to basically a complete and total fraud. You know, we should have seen that whole thing coming though. How's that? Because if you ever looked at their logo, the E ah, was yeah. a little crooked. Yeah, it's a little crooked. E in the logo was like at a yeah. 45 degree. I was a little crooked. Was it leaning Just left? Just that coming. Yeah, yeah, we should have um, coming. Yeah. So the last one I ruled out was the stock market. Just overall, I mean, just the fact that there are some people that, uh, that the more money you have, the more influence you have, the more you can, um, you know, short out stocks and make money where other people get blocked and, well, yeah. That plus the fact that like when the the uh, unemployment is an all time high, 
and we're in the middle of a pandemic yep. and we are about to face a recession, if not a depression. Right. It's the stock market has never been higher. Right. right. I mean, that thing was just rolling. Yep. While Main Street was just suffering. Yeah. That's so that, true. if that That's isn't true. the total racket, I don't know what is, you know. What about like cryptocurrency, like Dogecoin? How do you feel about Dogecoin? So, um, I think that I, I don't think Dogecoin, which is like a fake crypto or a shit coin or whatever they call them, yeah. not a Bitcoin, a shit coin. Oh, wait, Parker's not here. What, what can I say this? Beep. A little late, but yeah. Okay, yeah. I beeped um, you out. Yeah. And this is episode number 34, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think Dogecoin is an X-Factor fraud. I think it is an example of uh, wonderful X-Factor, like trolling yeah. of yes. a market or trolling yes. of an industry. Yes. You know, like uh, when Wheeler Walker Jr. trolled country music and ended up with a Billboard top-selling album. Yes, yes. You know, um, when Elvis and his manager sold I hate Elvis pins and buttons and shirts and merch. Yeah. Basically trolled all of his haters and monetized that. He made millions in merch sales off of his haters. So so it's interesting, so, isn't there? Like there's like a fine line between a fraud and a scam and then some monetizing your haters or it, finding another way to make money. Mad genius. Yeah. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah. Yeah. What in about that, what about what about Go ahead. I was going to say, what about NFT? Where do you fall on the NFT bandwagon as far as that being a scam or, you know, buying non-fungible tokens? Yeah, I don't know what a token is, and I don't know what the difference between fungible and non-fungible is, because I don't know what fungible means. And, I don't either. So, like, but I think NFTs is, it's not so much an X-Factor fraud as it is, uh, symbolic of the times we are living in. And this is Coach yeah. Brew getting a little philosophical. Yeah, I we've got it saying. so good, even during a pandemic, and as we're climbing out of a pandemic, yes. we've got it so good. We have to make up things to be offended by. Yes. Um, hashtag toxic masculinity. Yep. Yeah, like if, if if American men didn't have toxic masculinity, we'd all be speaking German today. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, but, you know, apparently toxic masculinity is a bad thing or masculinity is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, pick anything that everyone's offended by. We're so comfortable and things, we have it so good that we're bored. We have to find things to be offended by. We have to find new things to make. We are bored with having like a physical product. Correct. We have and to we make have to have something, something one of a kind and unique. Fake. So I'm going to buy a non-fungible token that is a uh, a virtual lock of Lady Gaga's hair, which isn't even real anyway. It's a freaking wig. And I'm going to be the only one that has that. Yeah, that's it. That's Are what a non-fungible token is. Yeah, yeah. You, need, you either need a side hustle, hashtag uh, go back to the episode of X Factor Side Hustles, or you need a hobby. Yeah. Or you need both. Yeah. 
because you just have too much time in your hands if you're dealing in crypto non-fungible tokens and you know creating some silly hashtag some silly hashtag because you've got it so good you need to invent things to complain about yeah you put a circle slash around this and make a hashtag for that and yeah. like you're bored so that's what i think that is i don't think it's a fraud I think you're right. I think you're right. We're, we, think, we've got it so good that we're creating ways, new ways, new how uh, to make money on yeah. selling nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So X-Factor frauds, you talked about, you know, like, it's like, is it mad genius monetizing your haters or is it outright fraud? There's a fine line. And yeah. the, the X-Factor fraud I chose um well, technically, from a legal standpoint, apparently he's either above the law or he doesn't break the laws. He just tests the elasticity of every law because he's probably a mad genius, but also is a despicable human being at the same time. Mm, wow. So remind me at the end of my rant presentation yeah. uh portion of the show here to the, uh, my prediction okay? okay i need to make a prediction um so you okay so you've got someone that is uh an x-factor fraud someone that is uh borderlines genius slash uh attest well i like what you said he tests the elasticity of the law yep pushing the limit evil genius um and that I'm would be trying to think of who it was yeah go ahead and guess mm. well it could be uh it could be wow well, it could be bill gates could fall into that world maybe elon musk maybe falls in a little bit of that evil genius kind of mold uh, although I... he seems to be pretty Bill Gates seems a little notorious. I think uh, Elon seems a little, he seems okay. I don't think he's very notorious. He just has more money than common sense and he's bored. And yeah, yeah. he will go down in history as um, um, a, a great um, creator of optics. Like if you told me you could have Elon Musk's wealth in the yeah. way that he has his wealth, um, like the categories he has placed his wealth, or I could have um, the Oracle of Omaha, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I know. Jimmy Buffett's wealth and kind of how he has that categorized. That's the other Buffett. What's that? I think that's the Warren Buffett. Jimmy no, Warren Buffett Buffett's is... the guy that made millions singing that song Margaritaville. I'm talking about Jimmy, the investor, the Oracle of Omaha. Well, Jimmy's pretty successful himself. Founder of Margaritaville. Uh, I'm kidding. Warren Buffett. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if I could have like, let's say they both had the same amount of wealth. I would rather have the kind of wealth in the way uh, Buffett has it allocated because yeah. I think it's real. It's tangible. Elon Musk is building rocket ships to Mars. He's created a cult called Tesla. And yeah. every single fucking person who owns a Tesla thinks they're on the beta test and design team for SpaceX in preparing to launch that rocket. He's built yeah. a cult. And I don't know that his money is really um, 
real and tied to real things? Like, does he actually produce a product? Right, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I think oh. I think he'll go down as probably one of the biggest visionaries of modern, you know, our modern times, right? So I think in, and it's not just a visionary, he's actually probably, maybe you are too. We're both probably in that category. Yeah, no, no, I think so. Yeah, I think we're more peripheral visionaries. We see great things into the future. We just sort of see it off to the side. We need to get those uh, blinders like the uh, thoroughbreds have, like your yes. horse does, your racehorse has. So, um, no, it's not Gates. It's not Elon. You're like right church, wrong pew, my friend. Would it be the guy that made so much money uh, during COVID uh, where everybody started buying things online? And then Hunter Biden? I'm not talking about Parmesan cheese now. We're talking about products, all sorts of products. Um, so I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Name the one person Coach Brew hates on this planet with the heat of a thousand suns. That would have to be Jeff Bezos. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding. Yep, you win the prize. Oh. So my X Factor fraud is the president, CEO, founder of Amazon.com, mm. Jeff Bezos. Let me tell you a little story about Jeff Bezos before I unpack low the many ways this man is a fraud and a criminal. Go for it. Um, he gave a graduation speech at Princeton University where he told a story um, about he would go on vacation every summer when he was you know, a little kid, like eight, nine, 10 years old. Uh, go on vacation every summer with his grandparents. He'd get to take like a special trip, just him and grandma yeah. and grandpa. He's sitting in the back of the station wagon. Uh, grandpa's driving, grandma's riding shotgun. And he's like bored out of his mind on this long trip with two old people. So he's like trying to like, you know, like make calculations in his head, see how much math he can do, probabilities, statistics, and stuff like that. Um, you know, my gas mileage, you know, when they filled up the tank and stuff. Yeah. And uh, like he loved the vacation with his grandparents. He hated the trip there and back because his grandmother apparently smoked like a chimney. Mm. He's just smoking like cowboy killers, one after the next after the next, you know, not blowing it out the window, but it's like blowing back onto him. And the car's basically freaking hot box. He's getting hot boxed in the car. Yeah. You know, like in the 70s. Yeah. So, uh, and that's back when you could rattle around in the back of a station wagon without a car seat or a seatbelt. Back when uh, men were men and cars had 25 mile an hour metal bumpers. <laughs> so, anyway, at one point, he starts crunching the numbers and he had remembered like hearing one of those uh, public service announcements about how. You know, every time you take a puff of a cigarette, it takes two minutes off your life. Right. We calculated how many puffs his grandmother took the entire trip and um, did the kind of the quick math of like, here's how many trips I've taken with them. So just like cigarettes on vacation with me alone, here's how much time she's taken off of her life. So he pops his head up to the front of the car and he's like, hey, grandma guess what? And she's like, what, Jeff? And he said, 
you've taken nine and a half years off of your life just oh, wow. going on trips with me. And she's like, excuse me? He said, yeah, every puff of a cigarette is uh, two minutes off your life. And I've been keeping track and I just multiplied it by, you know, all the trips yeah. we've taken. And, and that's just the trips of me alone. That's not all the other cigarettes you smoke. And he's like, you've taken nine and a half years off your life. You're going to die nine and a half years early. Yeah. And he was expecting her to say, oh, thank you for telling me that. Or um, let me just throw my cigarettes out the window right now. I'm going to quit cold turkey. Yeah. So she just bursts into tears. And grandpa's like very composed and just said, you know, Jeff, why don't you get back in your seat in the back of the car? Um, I'll talk to you about this later. So when they, when they uh, got where they were going, he pulled them aside and they went behind, they were towing a camper. They went behind the camper. And uh, I was hoping the story ended with grandpa beat the hell out of the little That'd have been bastard. a great, that'd have been a great story. Yeah. Yeah. But he just said, listen, Jeff, you, you made your grandmother cry. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying sometimes it's more important to be kind than right. So he spun it into this life lesson for Princeton graduates, uh, many of whom majored in feminist dance therapy, uh, general liberal studies, and yes. are going to have promising careers as baristas. Right. Sorry, Java, Java engineers. Java engineers. Um, in, in their late 20s, well, student loan debt absolutely kicks them in the teeth. So um, my point with this whole story is everyone should have known back when he was 10, he was an evil little bastard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does not actually care about people. He cares about himself and he yep. cares about being right. Yep. He was a sociopath and an egomaniac back then. Yep. And not much has changed from what I can tell. It's he's only gotten worse. Yeah. So uh, an interesting thing, like people think, well, Amazon's such a successful company for many, many years until very recently, Amazon didn't turn a profit. Mm. There's one profitable arm of that whole operation. It's called AWS. Oh, Amazon yeah. Web Services. Yep. Yep. And uh, fun fact, not not so fun fact, uh, Amazon owns half of the Internet pipe in the world mm -hmm. half the pipe half the wire like literally half of the the plumbing and wiring if the, if the internet were a big office building globally this is is it a metaphor or an analogy could be both or an example i don't know but if 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 the internet the whole interwebs were an office building they own half of the wire and half of the plumbing Crazy. And what they would do is they would, Amazon's biggest, Amazon Web Services' biggest customer was Amazon.com. So it was like a, a subsidiary or like they both were separately under that big corporate umbrella and one bought from the other. And that's why AWS was so profitable. So the number one customer is Amazon. Right. Um, I mean, he, uh, I mean, I could go into you know, hour long rant about what he's done to diminish the price and the value of books for authors like us. Yeah. Uh, I will give you this one example. Uh, John, how much do you sell your eBooks for your Kindle books? Roughly. Uh, $6.99. My first book is 
Yeah. Okay. And it used to be, um, for many, many years, the author would get a flat royalty. Right. Right. On your six ninety nine ebook. And let's just say that was, well, do you know the royalty off the top of your head? I, I myself do not. Uh, I think it's uh, with, if you, if you stay below a certain price, you can, you're eligible for 70% royalty. So what's 70% of $7? $4.99. Okay, so let's just say five bucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of, I mean, it's, once you've uploaded it, there's zero cost. There's no shipping, fulfillment. There's nothing. Cost nothing. Pure right. profit. And, and the everyone. content was not created by Amazon. It was created by oh, yeah, it's your IP. Yeah. Using you as an example, yeah. uh, Amazon decided getting two dollars for nothing. Correct. Yeah. Is not good enough for us. Right. Never mind the fact that that royalty on a print book pretty much reverses itself. You're lucky if you get a dollar or so, and they yeah. keep the other eighteen or nineteen dollars for a print book. Correct. Uh, that wasn't good enough for them, so what they decided to do was we are going to prorate the royalty on all eBooks based on the number of pages the reader reads. Mm, yep. Yep. So we now get prorated royalties based on how many pages. Literally, Big Brother is watching you on your Kindle. How many right. pages you turn? And if you so don't you turn the pages, worth it for us to hire somebody to turn pages. Correct. You know, so he's kind of used uh, authors to build his whole platform because the kind of people who read books are learners, they're leaders, they're intelligent, they're intellectually curious. They have disposable income. Correct. Yeah. And he used that to get them into his ecosystem, get his meat hooks on them, and market everything else under the sun to them. So we are being punished as he builds his empire as authors. And never mind the fact that Amazon is watching you on your device. Yeah, kind of well, like your, your, your Alexa, you know, is listening all the time. And we, my wife and I play these games where we say random things. Uh, it just Are you allowed to say this on the air? Your wife and you play these games? Because well, we don't have yeah, anybody absolutely. to beat this or edit this out. Like, is this... Well, we don't have a we don't have a show producer, so I said it's all raw, right? We can't bleep or or cut anything out. We don't know how to. What kind of games do you guys play? Is this role playing? Does she have you dress up? No. Does this in any way involve outfits made of leather and barbed wire? No, but you're you've got. I'm writing down some ideas, though. Maybe tonight. I'm sure you so. are. Not that I know anything about that sort of thing. <laughs> No, but I mean, you know, we we do this thing where we'll just say we'll just say a random thing, like we'll say Q-tips in front of the uh, uh, Alexa. You know, we'll just say it all day long just to see who gets the first ad on one of their yep. social media, and and every time it works. And I, I encourage people to try it. Just start talking about some random thing like my pillow or whatever that you no normally talk about around Alexa, and you see when your ads come up. Every time it happens. It happens. So it, it, you know, they say, well, Alexa isn't listening to you. She is listening to me. She, I got the door shut because I don't want to hear this podcast. Otherwise, you know, who knows? We probably, we, you probably be canceled, you know, canceled uh, the X Factor podcast come up. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm confident that he's, you know, half the internet 
like our distribution channels he probably owns some of them somehow anyway um i could talk all day about what he's done to authors i gave everyone a little snapshot into it um to encourage people who do buy our books to buy them on our websites not through amazon because we're getting screwed on amazon but more importantly john i want to talk about why i think he is um, an evil genius an evil let's, genius let's go for it let's, let's say for example yeah. You um, created a uh, like an outdoor equipment company that sells um, like accessories for bicycles or motorcycles. Okay. For example, and this is being completely hypothetical. Right. Just kidding. I know this happened for a fact. I won't mention company names. Yep. But um, you own an outdoor equipment company and you sell accessories for bikes and motorcycles and you decide the ideal sales channel and distribution channel for your business is gonna be Amazon. They have a built-in audience, you can do targeted ads. Yep. Um, you know, everybody's on, you know, most everybody has Prime, you know, so they're gonna get free shipping through them. And so you decide that's advantageous for you. You build this company, you bootstrap it. You don't cheat and take on venture capital money or investors or anything. You bootstrap it yourselves. It's a family-run business, and you become successful. You expand and start offering different pieces of equipment, all kind of in the same lane, and you become the number one rated and reviewed by a lot. Number one rated and reviewed company in your category on Amazon and you're dominating that category and rightfully so because you worked your ass off you invested a lot of money into that advertising machine that is Amazon it feeds the algorithm um, you use their warehouse and their fulfillment so you're paying them more than their fair share to, yep. to house and distribute your product for you they get their percentage on the sales on that end too just for being basically your, your shopping cart, your cash register. And then one day you wake up and thousands of your reviews are gone. Correct, yep. And all of a sudden there are bad reviews, you know, one star reviews um, by people who don't really have a track record for leaving reviews and you look on their account and by people who um, are inaccurately describing the product they allegedly purchased from you. And it becomes very obvious this person was never actually a customer of ours. Now, you can't prove that because you don't get your customer data through right. Amazon, which is another reason not to use them. And then all of a sudden, you know, you log out, go to a different device, do whatever you're going to do so you're not using your account. And you search, let's say, bicycle helmets. All of a sudden, you don't appear number one on that search anymore. That search that you've been number one on for years. Yep. Some random company you've never heard of who has a product, when you look at the images, the description, the weight, the specs, the measurement, the dimensions, everything is almost exactly the same as yours. And they're selling it for a little cheaper than what you sell your product for. They're number one in the search. They have less reviews than you. They have less five-star reviews than you. Uh, but somehow you got knocked uh, out of that number one position. Yeah, and the other one, the other guy is Amazon Choice, so they'll 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 yes. give them the label of Amazon Choice. And you know what Amazon's Choice is? 
Yeah, it's their brand. Their, yeah, they took one of your products off the shelf, shipped it to, shipped it China, to China, to China. Yep. And said, can you knock this off? Because we know you don't give a fuck about yeah. intellectual property laws, trademark or copyright infringement at all. It's not even a thing in your country. And they say, sure, here, we can make this pennies on the dollar. And what do you get? You get the brand is Amazon Basics. You have an Amazon Basic. Uh, they white uh, label it and they just yep. call it like, um, you know, like yeah. Outdoorsy Inc. Or, you know, right, right. Co. whatever. Yeah. You know? And it's suddenly you're off the uh, you're off the charts and you're not your channel is closed and uh, your sales overnight just go away. That this is, you know, this is the problem with with, you know, choosing one channel, for example, to, to market and to sell. Uh, you get yourself in these these circumstances, that, and Amazon does not care. They do no. not care. And that's uh, one example, and they've done that in so many categories. Yeah, yeah. You'll go search something. You'll find some rando company name that, like, you've never heard of, and somehow magically it's top seller. It's the Amazon yeah. choice. And yeah. these are real business people who are suffering. Yeah. In part, you are suffering because, and this is sort of the business lesson that we give here, um, you allowed yourself to only be on one platform or channel. And as real estate, you do not own. You're not, you're barely even a renter. Like you got evicted. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the penthouse and they just sent you to the outhouse. You can stay here. It's not going to be the same or as comfortable or as lucrative for you, but you can stay here, yeah. um, which is why you want to own the real estate that you sell on. Even yeah, if it's know, not as convenient or quite as profitable, because then you actually get those customers' names and addresses. You can build a relationship. Yep. yep. Well, if you stick with one one channel for everything you do, say you're big on Twitter or you're big on Instagram or you're big through Amazon, is that any, at any point in time, that channel can shut you off. They can shut you down. You know, I think of... You know, not that I'm a big Parler fan. I don't really, I have an account, but I don't really use it. But Parler saw that happen to them after, you know, the the uh, the, the Capitol riots. Uh, they just, they basically took them down. And uh, all of these, and I think, I think even AWS was involved with this, where they took away their servers and took away their channels. And now suddenly you're, you're you can't even run your business. Yep. I mean, uh, and you think, well, I, you know, and, and they do, even internet, um, in uh sort of web web hosting companies will shut down accounts they don't like so it's uh it's really interesting how we live in a time where if you do something wrong or if someone chooses to move in a different direction they can completely shut you down so i think the lesson here is to make sure you diversify your ways to your customers and the best way is to have that customer information you know your email list it's probably the most important thing that you own and have. And that's, uh, and that's something that's really important. And you don't get that. When I sell a book through Amazon, I have no idea who bought it. You know, the other day, somebody bought 90 copies of one of my books and it's like, thank you. I don't know who you are, but you know, I'd like to be able to thank you, but I can't, I don't know who it's that is. Somebody was. who runs a company. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, but if they went through my, my, um, my website, I'd know who they were. You know, you, I could you put probably a, would have included a gift, a personal yeah, note, exactly. signed all the copies. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe even, even, you know, volunteer to come up and talk or do a virtual speak with Free them. Shipping. But, yeah. yeah. But, um, but that's, yeah. you know, so, you know, diversification. Cautionary tale, right? Say again? 
big time cautionary tale. It is a cautionary tale. Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, people that are listening, you talk about parlor. Let's go back to that for a second. They're going to be yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's like ultra alt-right leaning political, right. you know, like it's a political social media platform. Okay, um, sure. And they kind of got canceled. But how about the golf equipment company whose hosting got pulled from a major web host that isn't AWS? Yeah. Golf equipment. Yep. It's happening. It's it's non-political that it's happening. They just decided for whatever reason they didn't like what you were selling, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There are merchant accounts that if you work in the supplement industry, you sell food or vitamin supplements, anything like that, your account's going to get flagged with, you know, your payment processing gateway and you're probably going to get shut down at some point. You need to have more than one merchant account because yeah. I can't tell you that happens more often than not in that category. One is the loneliest number in business. You do not want to be relying on one platform. Nope. No, can, I, not. can I go back to your boy, Jeff, for a minute, though? Yes. Let's talk about my boy, Jeff. So besides being in the R&D business, and by R&D, I don't mean research and development, I mean ripping off and duplicating. Um, you know, what really, I think, rubbed me the wrong way, John, was while, um, you know, business owners and families and people, you know, are getting absolutely crushed during the pandemic. He decided, you know, at a time, like you said, where he made more money in, in the last year than ever before in the history of the company, than ever before in his career, um, he decided that he was going to start essentially a GoFundMe. And it wasn't through the company GoFundMe, but he decided he was going to start a fund and ask the public to contribute to this fund to help support his drivers for the Amazon delivery service. Mm -hmm. So are employees of his. And a smaller percentage are independent contractors. Right. They drive like their own vehicle. Yep. Uh, and slap an Amazon sign on the side of it. Now, here's a guy that's doing so well. He says, best year ever, by far, exponential growth, even more than Dogecoin, perhaps. He got a divorce. Yes. And his wife got half of everything. Ex-wife got, yeah. shout out Mackenzie, got half of everything. She became the number one, by far, number one richest female billionaire in the world. Correct. Yeah. She's one of the top 10 richest billionaires of any of the 37 genders in the world. Yes. And he stayed at the number one spot. Yes. He lost half of everything, stayed at number one, and yeah. his ex-wife is in the top 10, and she's the richest woman in the world. And he needs to start a charity fund for his drivers. Yeah. who don't get a break and are measured and monitored so carefully they don't have time to pee during their route. They have to carry Gatorade bottles with them, piss into Gatorade bottles because they don't have time to stop and use a public restroom anywhere. Yep. Yeah, I think that's where, you know, I probably wasn't as anti-Bezos as you a year ago, but what I saw during the pandemic was that as countless... Um, family-owned small businesses were shutting down. Um, he and his sales went through the roof and his personal wealth went through the roof. Um, he did nothing, you know, uh, to, 
to change that or, or to, to put a stop to it or do anything to help small business. He just, um, just enjoyed the, uh, the fruits of his labor, you know, like, well, Hey, I earned it. I did. I built this by myself. I'm going to take all the profits. And, you know, now the news stories are coming out at the end of this pandemic, he's building a, a 417 foot super yacht, um, uh, for, uh, a price tag of $500 million. Uh, it, it's support yacht. It has its own support yacht, which has a helicopter pad and helicopter on it. That's the support yacht. You know, I'm not impressed, John. Call me when he has his own submarine. Well, that's exactly, exactly. Yeah. But you know, um, my point is, is that, you know, it's, it's, and he it doesn't even care about the optics of it. You know, like I always said, as I ran, like one of the things I've always wanted in my life is a, is a little Porsche, um, uh, you know, just like a convertible Porsche. I've always yeah, wanted a little speedster or boxster, something a boxster like that. Or something like right. that, just because it'd be kind of fun. But but I always said to myself, I will never own one so long as I'm running a manufacturing business because so long as there are people making 15, 16, 17 dollars an hour, I'm not gonna go show up and park in my assigned parking spot as the CEO or the plant manager in a Porsche. The optics, right? You don't that it does the optics don't look good regardless of a buy it used and it wasn't that expensive it doesn't matter the optics don't look good jeff bezos doesn't care about his optics he's like screw you guys screw everybody and i'm buying a yacht and um, you know and and it's 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 a little nah, it's just it's too bad honestly. ready for my prediction yes i have it right down what is your prediction coach brew uh when's the next uh presidential election not soon enough. Uh, three more years. You know, the thing. The thing, you know. Is it 2024? <laughs> we did, uh, we're 21, 2020, so 2024, yes, yeah. Jeff Bezos will be running for president in 2024. Mm. And here's why. He bought the Washington Post. Yep. Uh, to control messaging during the Trump uh, reign. Now, some of you might think it was a reign of terror, but it was a reign. Yeah. Um, uh, to control messaging and not only to control messaging, but like the Washington Post was basically a failing business entity at the time. He rescued it, not for um, uh, philanthropic or admirable purposes. He said that's why it was because it's an iconic publication. No, he, he rescued it because um, in the last seven years, he has uh, put 40 0.5 million dollars worth of advertisements for Amazon in the Washington Post and the WashingtonPost.com. Oh my. Oh Including my. during the pandemic, 20% of that, 8.1 wow. million bucks last year alone. Wow. Yeah. He has weaponized a media outlet to silence, you know, anything that was flattering about a conservative in office. And probably everybody, you know, all the conservatives in Washington. And then also for self-serving purposes, he basically writes it off as an advertising expense because he owns that platform. And it what dominates their ads are Amazon ads. Um, furthermore, so imagine the political ads he can run. Yeah, yeah. Furthermore, Amazon just bought a Hollywood studio. Hmm. So he's going to be weaponizing movies, I believe. And people are going to say, Brew, you're a conspiracy theorist. You know, are you QAnon? Are you, do you believe in flat earth and lizard people? No, not yet. 
But just wait and see. He bought MGM. And this guy has basically conquered the online world. He has a super yacht. He's got a new wife. Like, what's he need with a newspaper and MGM? It's like, it's like a, you know, you and I grew up in the 80s. It's like an 80s movie villain. I mean, how, this is like a Bond villain, isn't it? I mean, are we not creating really a with the super yacht with the, with the helipad and the buying up the media and what is going on here? I mean, does anyone remember any of the Batman movies and all this, the, uh, the villains of, uh, you know, the, the James Bond villains back in the day? Joker, all right. This is um, the Joker, yeah. So, so like this, and, and you know, like if you if everyone thinks, oh, you're just being, you know, typical conservative. You know what? I'm a huge Bernie Sanders fan and Bernie Sanders supporter for one reason. He hates Jeff Bezos too. <laughs> that that uh, hashtag Stop Bezos, the Stop Bezos Act, that legislation, yeah, uh, was all Sanders pushing that through. I'm like, good for you, Mr. Socialist from Vermont. Yeah, we actually yeah. agree on something. Yeah. Well, there's an independent guy that got that got run over by the establishment, right? Yep. That's a great example of that. I mean, the same thing with independent authors being run over by, you know, Bezos. It's the same similar story. Poor. Yeah. So. I, I realize I've monopolized this part of the show, John. Oh yeah. I'm no. Just leave it at that. Cancel Bezos. Cancel Parker. Fire Bezos. Fire Parker. Yes. Sorry, the artist formerly known as the DFE. Um, yes. I mean, they're both the spawn of Satan in my book at this point. So I'm going to shut up now, and I really want to hear what your <laughs> X Factor fraud is because I think I know where you're going with this, and I like it. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I was doing the research just like you, and I didn't come up with Bezos, although I think it's a great, great story. Um, I was just thinking about, you know, when I think about frauds and scams, you know, I, I obviously the I come to the uh, um, you know the phone calls I get every day. You know, wanting to talk to me about my uh, uh, my my car insurance. Uh, you know, what do they call it? No, they call it uh, your extended warranty, right? So we're we're here to talk to you about your extended warranty. I do get those calls every day. I do appreciate those. That like you know, financing your mortgage, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and lately, I've been getting some from the Social Security Administration needing to talk to me right away that my number has been compromised, but. But um, all that kind of goes back to the original OG scam that goes right back to even before the internet. And that is the great and famed Nigerian prince. That's before email and the internet? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's really How? How's that so, possible? So this story is actually interesting. It, it's, it's actually a variation of a theme. Are you, goes, suggesting, are you suggesting my story wasn't interesting? So no, like you just pulled a Parker. You just pulled a fucking Parker. Actually, but actually, this story is actually interesting. Oh, you're awake. Were you yawning and snoring? I during was awake the whole time. You can roll. Rant? You can read. You can watch the video. I was awake and engaged the whole time. So, no, but um, so you know what I'm talking about. The Nigerian prince email. Look at you. There you go. You're falling asleep. So, so you know what it is. The deal is like this, right? Everybody knows this story. There's a little. So you get this email saying that that for some reason they need, you know, they've got a ton of money, but they can't get out of the country and they need you to contact them. And for just a small initial outlay, like a, like an advance fee, you're going to get a large return of money. So that's the way these scams work for, you know, give us your contact information, send us a little bit of money. And in return, you're going to get a lot, right? 
So, so you mean to tell me you found a way to inherit Prince Bubakar's fortune? <laughs> yeah, no, there is a way to uh, maybe not inherit his fortune, but to keep yours. And that is not to respond to these things. So what's interesting is this goes back 200 years. So the Nigerian prince story is a variation on a theme that was called, that was came out right after the French Revolution. It was called the Spanish prisoner swindle. And it's, it's the same you know, exact call story. that. I can't call it what? You can't call it the China virus. We can't call it the Spanish prisoner swindle. Well, all right, that's a good point. But that's what it was called back then. So back in the 1800s when this started happening. So what happened was it was a very similar story where French people were sending uh, handwritten letters, hundreds and hundreds of handwritten letters, letters saying that they were these they were noblemen that were falsely imprisoned during the French Revolution. And that, again, the same thing. If you could send me a little bit of money, um, I'll get out. And I have these jewels that I've hidden. And I have this money and this wealth that I've hidden. And if you can just give me a little bit of money, send it to this address, we will, you will uh, get this in return. And apparently, and this is what uh, one, one French uh, scam artist said from back then, said, out of 100 such letters that were sent out, 20 were always answered. So 20 out of 100 people responded to this. So, you know, in this time that we think that it's all, you know, these inter internet scams, these phone scams, this was happening before the internet, before the phone, before this was happening in the 1800s. So this is a... That's uh, the most aggressive and violent the French have ever been in all of world history. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, now, the Nigerian prince story started actually in the 1980s before the internet. And so, uh, and it was West African fraudsters began, began sending letters, like not, not, you know, not emails, not, um, you know, not something on social media. These were, these were typed up letters that they were mailing to people, and they mailed thousands and thousands of these around the world. And, um, and eventually they called these things the 419 letters. 419 was the criminal code in Nigeria for uh, for counterfeiting. Uh, so it became the 419 uh, letters. And um, so and 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 they made millions of dollars from this uh, this scam. And it was this basically Nigerian prince that had money, had had jewels, had had this, but you needed to send him a little bit of money and then he would return with this, you know, very large treasure. And in uh, in 2018, the last I could see the data, uh, more than seven hundred thousand dollars were was given from Americans to these uh, Nigerian uh, scammers, or using them to, just the Nigerian Prince story. You, you're listening to this, folks, and you're thinking, who would be stupid enough <laughs> to fall for this shit? Right. And my answer right. to you is, did you hear what he just said? Americans, Americans oh, would yeah. be stupid enough to fall for that. And, oh. and to the tune of how much, John? Oh, yeah, no, in 2018. So this is like, you know, these things have been going on since 1980, right? And still today, well, 2018 is the latest data, $700,000 made it out of the pockets of people, Americans, and into the pockets of these scamsters. So they've been ripping off Americans online longer than Jeff Bezos. Exactly, 100%. That's that's why I say he's the like the OG scam artist or it's the OG scam, you know. So um, get this in. Um, so on average, the victim is uh, puts out about five thousand dollars for each American victim is about five thousand dollars on average. With some losing as much as six hundred thousand. Uh, there was a check 
tech retiree lost 600,000. Then get this, a US businessman, and this is back in 2005, uh, lost $5.6 million to one of these scam artists. A businessman. Not a good businessman, but a businessman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, this thing is so common now, the Nigerian prince is almost like a, it's a, it's a joke now. Everybody knows that it's a punchline, right? Yeah. That, uh, but, but it's, um, you know, it has its roots and you know this, it has its roots from social engineering, right? It, it, it's this idea of, do you just give me a little bit and I'll give you a lot? You know, if you just reciprocate a little bit, I'll give you a lot. And that's the same social engineering that goes on with trying to get your social security number or trying to get your bank information or all the things that these scam artists trying do. Trying to get you to donate to a political campaign. It's exactly right. All kinds right. of grifters. It is. It's, it's, it, it, and they're using social engineering, something that's been, they've been using for hundreds and hundreds of years. So when we say all this stuff is new, it's not new, it's old. Oh. It's been being used for, for, for years. Just a and, new platform. Uh, yep. Yeah, exactly. It's all just different platform. And it was kind of funny. I was trying to find the original name, the original name of the first Nigerian prince. And the truth is, it's always a different name. So it's always depending on who the scam artist, always a different name. And what I found is that, that you can search and there's several websites that do this. There is the Nigerian Prince name generator. So you can create your own Nigerian Prince name. Right, I'm going to get our names. Okay. Okay. What are our names? So Hang look on, up uh, Nigerian up. Prince name generator and you'll find um, that you can create your own See, I have to Google this crap myself because we have no producer. If you'd like to be our producer, just email yes. us a video telling us why we should hire you. Thexfactorpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we are looking for a new producer, one that won't sleep, one that actually won't delete files. Yes, we are trying to find the new, the NDFE, the new DFE. So, All right. so what do you got? Yours. You ready? Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this. Of course. But we've generated your fake data. I mean, a fake phone number and a random address. Right. Uh, so you just put in like uh, the country of origin. I just let it be Nigeria. Of course. Uh, gender. Yes. Male. There's Male. a drop down menu that only has two options. This must be a really old website. That's the old website. Yeah. yeah. And how many names do you want? I just wanted one. Right. What'd you get? John Rennie, your Nigerian prince name is Titilope Omowale. Titilope. Titilope. Not a cantaloupe, a titilope. Titilope. What is the last T -I -T -I -L -O -P -E. name? T-I-T-I-L-O-P-E. Omowale. O-M-O-W-A-L-E. Oh, I like that. Oh, Which sounds wallet. much better than saying Titilope Omowale. Right, right, right. What is your Nigerian prince name? I am Titilope Omowale. I want to give you my father's inheritance. Oh, it's a coming to America. All I can think of is me showing up. Uh, yeah, a Nigerian prince. So what is your Nigerian prince name? I'm Titilope Omowale. Toke Olutola. Toke Olutola. Which okay, sounds way too much like the Ayatollah. But yeah, uh, my address is 73 Mutiite Street, uh, 
Jade Sola Village. See? So, so if you're listening to the show, you're still listening to the show, what we need you to do is to send us $10 and we, we will, we've got 10 million that yep. we don't know what to do with. We can't get it out of our account, but we just need $10 for all of our like listeners. Socially engineer it into your bank account. <laughs> we just send this $10. We promise to send you the 10 million that we have being held in a, uh, uh, an account that we can't get into. We just need it for processing fees. So we'll send that to you, guaranteed. Uh, if if my name isn't Titalope Omowale. There is a um, fun fact. There's a rap song called Yahoo's, Y-A-H-O-O-Z-E, that has more than 3 million hits on YouTube by a Nigerian rapper named Olu Maintain. Olu Maintain. Glamorizing lifestyle, the song glamorizes the lifestyle of these scammers. Now, a funny thing happened a couple of years ago, John. There's a <laughs> comedian in London. You may have heard of this. It's a comedian in London, James Veach. He just sheer boredom and like looking for content. And by the way, this sounds like something Tim Dillon would do. Yes. Because he does like these fake business phone calls. Right. Anyway, James Veach spent two years replying to Nigerian prince email. Oh my gosh. And he would compile these hilarious conversations that would ensue and published a book in 2015 about it. Um, so I'm just reading an article from Board Panda, which is a hysterical website. He says, I set up multi multiple pseudonymous email accounts and began replying to this spam. This must have put me on some sort of list because the Nigerian prince email scams came in a torrent and I could barely keep up with replying as much as I could. So um, here's, here's, I'll just read you one of the emails and one response. Dear friend, my name is John Kelly. I am, I am 59 years old man. And I'm, I'm reading it the way it is read. Yeah, yeah. I am in a hospital in Dubai. Yeah. Recently, my doctor told me that I would not last for the next six months due to my cancer problem. Parentheses, cancer of the lever, L-E-V-E-R. Mm -hmm. I am giving my money away because of my health condition and the fact that my second wife is a terrifying woman to deal with. Ah. Yes. Marrying her was the only mistake I made in my life. Ah. She's currently managing my company here, but I know what she's capable of. She has sold her soul to the devils. Ah. And I do not want her to come near my money. Regards, John Kelly. I'm sure his name's really John Kelly, right? Yeah. Yeah. So James Veach responds, John. Oh, subject, dear friend. John, I'm so sorry to hear this. Cancer of the lever can be deadly. <laughs> Your second wife sounds awful. How did she sell her soul to the devil? <laughs> uh, new paragraph. Are you sure it's your lever and not your second wife poisoning you? Make sure you check your food before you eat it. Signed, your friend James. And it just goes down this whole rabbit hole of more... Oh, I love it. Emails love from it. John Kelly to James and back and forth. And uh, the name of his book is called Dot Con, The Art of Scamming a Scammer. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Dot com. We're not sponsored by that, but you probably can find that book and sounds like it'd be a lot of fun to read. Yep. So, uh, yeah, as old as the beginning of time, man. It is. It's it's social engineering. It's been around a long time. Humans yep. fall for the silliest things. We certainly fall for something that we say, well, it's low risk, high reward. I'm going to do it. And uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't turn out to be that way. So. Bezo hashtag Bezos 2024. I don't, I can't, I can't not say that won't happen. So I can believe it. Um, or at least I he'll, he'll make an attempt not, at it. I can't not say that it won't happen. So I believe it. I'm just, you know, it's hard to not here. I have to wrap my mind around that. You're starting, you're starting to sound like the artist formerly known as DFE. I know. Um, He's not here. I got to try to step in for him occasionally. So. Just act confused and yawn a lot. Right, right. And look I'm just something glad up. you're still awake, my friend. I am. I'm still awake. I'm doing great. I've got my um, uh, my caffeine-laden soft drink somewhere, but it keeps getting blocked. Your diet Mountain Dew. I know. No free shout-outs, but I do drink a lot of that on the weekends. So, But, uh, yeah, so two scam artists. Oh, there you go. There's back to normal. You got a little bit of a Diet Mountain Dew problem. They don't even sponsor the show. I know. We we should um, we should uh, get them to sponsor the show or somebody. We need bourbon. Yeah, by the way, we need a bourbon sponsor. Yeah. So if you're out there, um, big bourbon, little bourbon, small mat, small batch. We, yep. We don't do that blended shit around here. No, no. Especially if you blended got bourbons. Yeah. It's just not, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for us. And I would say that the, I'll say this when we're talking about scams and frauds, there's some fraud bourbons out there that claim that they are the cat's meow when they're just buying bulk uh, pre-processed uh, bourbon and, and putting it in their fancy bottles. So there are some companies out there, you know who you are. We don't want you to be a sponsor. We do want the, the, the people that are doing the distilling, the aging, and it takes years. You know, we're an entrepreneur show, but I'll tell you what, I would never start a bourbon company. Never. I mean, that is a, that is a long play. And six everyone. years. Yeah. You need yeah. six years of runway. Yep. Because it's got to age in those barrels. Yep, absolutely. And I did it. Today is actually Father's Day as we're filming this, as we're having this discussion. And I did get a bottle of bourbon from, from my Parker? oldest son. No, from my oldest son. You are his daddy. Ah, uh, well, he's my former son. Yeah, we've disowned him now, so... But I did get a bottle of bourbon, a bottle of uh, Wilderness Trail, no free shout outs, but something I can't get in North Carolina, but uh, he got it for me in South Carolina. So Sweet. Yeah, it is. Where does that rank on the uh, the Rennie scale of bourbons? It is uh, probably one of, one, of the, one of the first bourbons I ever really truly fell in love with. So I would say it's one of my favorites. Um, probably um, Weller Antique 107 is my favorite, and it's probably my second favorite. So. Yeah. You fell in love with it. I did. I fell in love. It was a long, you know, romance, but we ended up falling in love. So I have a bromance with Elijah Craig. <laughs> That's the easy bourbon, to do. not the human. <laughs> That's uh, easy to I've do. Fallen I in, I'll put this way. I've fallen in deep like with Elijah Craig. Yeah, yeah. I I, I do too. Um yeah, I did get the Elijah Craig. Toasted barrel, if you can ever find that, that was exceptional too. It was just like it was Elijah Craig, but just a little bit 
little bit better flavor, deeper flavor. So um, yeah, I bought, I found a bunch of those airline bottles of the Elijah Craig that I, it's great for travel. So when you uh, go on trade let me shows. Tell you, John, a lot of little bottles. Yeah. Equals a big bottle. Be careful how many of them you drink. I know. A lot I understand of little that. ones equal a big bottle. I know. I got to be careful. Yep. So um, we, uh, I think we've had our most fun on this podcast with um, topics that our P1 listeners have recommended. Yes. Food, X Factor Disney princesses, X Factor cities, X Factor states. Like those are some of our favorites. So we want to challenge all of you. Um, X Factor what? What's next? We want to hear from you. Correct. And, you know, this is like stump the... Stump the, I don't want to call us chumps. <laughs> Stamp the tramps. No. Stump the chumps. Like, try and stump us. Yeah, we definitely try to stump us. Frauds. I mean, like, yeah. we studied people who make shit up and con people. So I'm sure yeah. we can, like, wing, you know, whatever challenge you throw our way. Yeah, I really, you know, to be honest with you, with this, with respect to the show, the, the you've been lying to me up until now, and now you're being honest. I am. This to be what? honest with you, Brew. I mean, <laughs> that's like honest. a dressed up. That's like an actually in a tuxedo, right it there. It is. It to is. To be honest, oh, actually, it's all dressed up. But but I think the the crazier the idea, the the harder it is for us to research, and the more. I think entertaining is going to be at the end of the day to try to find something X factor in, I don't know, whatever. Adult uh, film stars. What What was that? Adult film stars. Let's not do that one. Cause I, I got a, my internet history will get all messed up as I research that, but you know, like, I don't know, famous uh, X factor. By the way, it is in his will that I am to delete his search history. If he dies before me, folks, that's how close we are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So get crazy with your ideas. You know, X Factor, Build a Bears. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, get crazy. I mean, oh, I'm, uh, what is that, Coach Brew? That's a book I've never seen. Where I keep seen. all my X Factor ideas. Ah. In my uh, in my idea journal. Oh, look at that. Yeah, soon to be available uh, wherever books are sold but mostly just on Amazon. Oh, I'm kidding. It's going to be on my website exclusively. I was going to say, well, that's good. Absolutely. I I am compiling a list as I know you are. I'd love our listeners to chime in. What's on their list? What do they want us to talk about? You know, we did X factor foods and I talked about a McDouble. Right, right. Nothing's off limits. We could do X factor adult film stars, John without getting see there's my challenge to you without yeah. getting raunchy yeah or x-rated could we do an episode about x-factor adult film stars I, i'm laying down the gauntlet with you you get to challenge me to a topic now and we will uh, take all listener input as well by the way yes shout out james f elliot yes did you know his middle name starts with f like James T. Kirk? Like James freaking Elliot, baby. <laughs> Shout out to James freaking Elliot for a great idea. I mean, he's full of them. He probably uses my idea journal, but yes. that's why he's full of them. But he came up with the idea for episode 50. 
we do a live oh, yeah. Zoom with yeah. all of our P1 listeners. Yes. Yeah, no, this and is great. Just get to do like an ask me anything, but yep. it has to be like yep. X factor this, X factor that. And we've got to answer on the fly. No research whatsoever. Yeah, no, this is great. So episode 50, and we're at episode 34 right now. So we're at 32. I don't know. We don't have a producer. We're at 31 two weeks ago. I said last week was episode 33 just to piss off uh, your boy yeah. as we're really at episode 32 right now. But when episode 50 rolls around, we're doing a live uh, Zoom. We might even be able to pull something off where we're, we're together. Oh. And everyone else is on Zoom. Yeah, no, no. I might be up in New England uh, sometime soon. It might the timing might work out. So you should have your people call my people. I don't have any people. But you do. I do have some people, yeah. But they're busy. You think my people aren't busy? All right, let's be honest. I my <laughs> people are not busy at all. <laughs> your people are very busy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we should start a GoFundMe for your people. They're so busy, they don't have time to take a bathroom break. The I don't best know what kind I... of tyrant yeah. CEO leader you are, I bet. That's it. I, I track their gut comings and goings, and I don't let them go to the bathroom. That's exactly right. You no. Iron fist. I just want to know how you can end up writing a book in 20 minutes. That's what I don't understand. I, I'm, I'm working on my third book now, and it, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like canoeing through molasses, but you're, you're banging out books like there's no tomorrow. Um, well, it's an idea journal. So there's just like a little framework at the beginning and then a lot of, yeah. a lot of blank pages for people to fill in. Yeah, but still. But there's a really cute picture of me on the back. No, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. So that's before I had hair. Um, I need a haircut, by the way, John. I got one. I got. You're looking I, good, man. That is high and tight. Baby. I know. I shaved off the beard too. I saw too many pictures of me from my trade show, and I look like an old man. So my gray beard, I had to do something about it. So if you were um, in the Navy, yes. way, way, way back in the day, your your name would be Graybeard. It would be. It would have been Greybeard. Yeah. Not Bluebeard or Blackbeard, the pirate. Well, yeah. it wouldn't be the Navy. You'd be a pirate. That'd be your pirate name. Yeah. No. True story. Uh, it's in the. Pitalope Aduale. Is your Pitalope. Nigerian prince name? Your pirate I'm name would I'm be Greybeard. Right. No. True story. I did actually. It's in my new book. I did actually take down the American flag on my last watch as an officer on the USS Tennessee, and I flew a pirate's flag for six hours. So I'm the only human that's ever taken over a nuclear power uh, warship at sea and flew a pirate's flag. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and uh, now that it's- uh, Shout you know, out Kenny Chesney, pirate flag, great song. Yeah, but I was doing it before Kenny Chesney was recording songs, so long okay. before. Yeah. Damn, you're old. I wouldn't say old, I'm experienced. Vintage. Vintage. Seasoned. Yes. I like Seasoned that. KG veteran. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. what you are. So, well, John, Toka, Toka, is that your name? You're Toka Alatoa. Um, you were Toka Alatoa. Yeah, you're like Titalope Aduale. Yeah, Titalope Amawale. That's on brand for you. 100%. 
Some people like their spirit animals an antelope. Yours is a titelope. Yeah. So um, if you want to, or you know someone who would want an internship for the summer, perhaps uh, yeah. as a podcast producer. Yes. And then we get media experience being on screen too. Uh, just email the X Factor Podcast at gmail.com and um, send us basically an audition tape. Just a couple minutes, why you want the job and what you bring to the table. Um, you know, you, you definitely need uh, a personality and uh, you need to not have narcolepsy like our last producer. Correct. The yeah. bar is set so low. This is like, this is like the coach that inherits the losing team that didn't win a game last year. Right. There's right. nowhere to go but up. Right. So you couldn't possibly be any worse than our last show producer. Yes. Yeah. The beauty of it is he's Amish. He won't even see this. No, sadly. Do whatever we want, you know? Right. Absolutely. In the log cabin by candlelight right now. Probably knitting a pair of suspenders for Jebediah for Father's Day. Probably done. Yeah, he's probably doing that. So, yeah. Um, that's it. Oh. Uh, we've been brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee. Yep. And, oh, yeah. By the time you hear this, the summer collection for my clothing brand will be out. Oh, you don't want to miss yeah. that. I've seen oh, some yeah. previews. I've seen we some previews. Great prizes from our friends at Rome USA, which happens to be an outdoor equipment company. And mm -hmm. they make like uh, universal mounts for your smartphone to go on your bike or your motorcycle. Uh, helmets. We, they've got these cool day packs, like for traveling for a day. I love using mine uh, when I'm just doing like a, a quick turnaround uh, day trip. I just wear, you know, carry that, my stuff in that when I'm in the airport. It's awesome. Uh, anyway, we have a bunch of prizes to give away thanks to them. And we got some Stars and Stripes apparel to celebrate uh, oh, that, yeah. Friday, Fourth of July, like summertime stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, check it out, chinupchestout.com, summer collection. And we're going to do some fun stuff with it. And um, if you feel compelled to uh, have a gun show at your gym, your place of employment, or just, you know, your back deck, yep. the beach, you can get one of our tank tops like John Rennie did. You go to our social media, you will see the gun show that is John Rennie. Yes. Uh, doing a, I believe you're doing the farmer's walk with about 900 pounds. Yeah. All gunned out in a chin up, chest out tank. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, that's great. It's great. It's great gear. I love it. My, uh, my, my hoodie that you, uh, that I got from you, my gray hoodie is a, my all time favorite. That's my favorite hoodie. It's, it's a, it's a Belichick on it and like cut the sleeves off and rip the, the neck. No, off. but I have another one that I, that I have a Patriots uh, one that is all cut up. Uh, yeah. It's, it's called it's Belichick. Belichick. Yeah. It's all Belichick. Belichick. Yeah, while we're talking about uh, uh, things to do, uh, all in the same boat, my, uh, my, my next book, my new book, we are stocked up again. So we had sold out during the, uh, to the pre-sale and the early, uh, early yeah. orders and uh, had a great time with that. So now we are stocked up, ready to go again. So all in the same boat, book.com, and we can ship right away now. And we ship free in the domestic U.S. Domestic It'll US? cost you, though, if you're, sent, if you're buying books from East India. And I know you're big in East India, John. I am huge in East Indian. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Admiral Jones of the East Indian Navy endorsed this book, folks. If you yes. go to John Rennie's YouTube, yes. you'll see it there. There's a video endorsement. Uh, he is in his uh, most seaworthy vessel recording it on his smartphone live. It's awesome. I would encourage you to check that out and buy the book. Uh, yeah. It would be irresponsible of you not to do that. Like your, your personal leadership library is incomplete without that book. I'm not just saying that because I endorsed it. Uh, I, who am I kidding though? Like I probably wouldn't be saying that if I didn't endorse it. Let's right. be honest. Right. right. But no, in all seriousness, it's a great book. I just started diving into mine. See what I did there? Submarine yeah. officer yeah. diving into my book, all the same boat. Like we work hard with uh, the, the analogies and metaphors to make this work for you folks. So go to allintheSameBoatBook.com, get yourself some. Don't buy it on Amazon. That bastard's rich enough as it is. You need to put money <laughs> in this guy's pocket up here. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to read that story about the pirate's flag, it is there in the book and you can find it. It's right about in the middle of the book somewhere and uh, see if you can find that story of the pirate's flag. So it was hand sewn by myself. It took me months to do it and then I blew it. So kind of cool story. And you know, you're a knitting club and you've, you uh, focused on pirate flags. You know, uh, have you heard the expression, uh, expression trench art? You know, it's usually the soldiers, sailors will, you know, during the war would make things out of bullet casings and just whatever. Yeah, they could kind find. Of inmates do that. Yep. Yeah. So it's called trench art. This this is definitely reminiscent of trench art. It's just making something from with what I could find. And I know I did not know how to sew and I didn't. Is not there a picture it. of it? Uh, yeah, actually. I in have the book? A I mean, in the book? No, I don't. I know I do not have the picture. I. I you know, I really want to challenge. I need people picture use, books. I like picture books. I try to challenge people to use your imagination. You know, so, yeah. theater of the mind at its finest, folks. Check it Absolutely. out on thesameboatbook.com, uh, which I believe is brought to you by Bottom Gun Coffee. My clothing yes. brand is brought to you by Bottom Gun Coffee. This podcast is actually the only thing really brought to you by Bottom Gun Coffee that I just mentioned. But we love our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee. We'll see you next week. And Take if care. You're, if you're interested in being a show producer. Yes. Podcast at gmail.com. Can't be any worse than the last one. Yeah. Love you. Mean it. Take care.